How do I launch objects into space? With this gun in my hand. hero by virtue of the fact that he carries a gun, Falk Ziljan enters the Umberto Eco conference room inside the Grotto Club. Thank you for joining me here, Falk. I always drop what I'm doing when a call goes out from the Informatron. What were you doing? Oh, it was a firefight. No big deal. I'll catch another one later. I'd like to ask you a favor, Falk. Anything. You probably know there's a regularly occurring bridge game here at the Grotto Club on Wednesday evenings. Word on the street is it sometimes gets to be pretty high stakes. Members have been known to exchange tens of dollars in the pot every week. But lately it's risen to hundreds of dollars. Why did it change? A new gentleman has been coming around, Verdugo Prax. We have reason to believe he has been cheating at cards, but we can't prove it. Bilking club members. We'd like you, with your expertise at bridge, to get in the game. We're going to stake you with five hundred dollars. Do whatever it takes to clean him out. That will convey the message that you know he's cheating. He'll move his little con somewhere else and the club will be rid of him. What are the stakes? We'll stake you $500. No, I mean, what's the impact on crime in Parabellum City? Why should I get involved in a card game? This cheating doesn't just reflect badly on the Grotto Club. It's an embarrassment to the United States government. One of the bridge players is the lead engineer of the U.S. rocketry program. If word got out that he's been gambling heavily, it could set back the cause of rocketry. We could lose the space race. I'm not sold on the cause of rocketry. Are rockets supposed to be part of the public good somehow? Yes. If nothing else, it's a catalyst to development of new technologies. A generation from now, we could have men and women walking on Mars. Back on Earth, everyone might benefit from revolutionary new clothing fasteners that are easier to use than buttons. Or a kind of orange drink mix fortified with vitamins, just like the rocket men drink. All right, you've convinced me. I've never played bridge before, but I know the perfect man for this job. A world-traveling businessman with a company called Universal Exports. He pulled a similar job with a cheating Baccarat player in some European gambling hell. Casino Roy something? Casino Reuters? Casino with cheese? Something like that. They call him Jim Barnes. Oh, yes. James Bond. No, Barnes. Jim Barnes. In fact, his nickname is Cardsense Jimmy Barnes. Fine. If you trust him, the club trusts him. But the most important part of this whole affair is... We'll return after these messages. Fingernails. Always getting in the way. Who needs them? If only there was a way to... But surely you're not suggesting I... Pliers? What kind of monster are you? What's this? Horsford's liver pills? What do you expect me to do with these? Read the tin? All right. 42 pills, 0.8 ounces. Wake up your liver bile and rid yourself of sick headaches with Horsford's... Not the whole box, just this part here. Fine. It says, side effects include nausea, diarrhea, stomach ache, back ache, withering earlobes, compressed navel. I still don't see how... Keep reading. Turpentine body odor, headache, constipation, drowsiness, cabbage lip. Oh, and shedding of fingernails. Yes, you too can shed those unsightly fingernails by taking Horsford's liver pills in the convenient tin for only... No, I don't mean you. I'm talking to the audience. The listeners on the radio. This is being recorded for broadcast on... No, I'm not trying to catch you out by secretly recording you. You haven't said anything. You've only gestured to me and handed me this tin. How much do I owe you? All right, here. Thanks. No, if you don't want to be recorded, I'll wait till you're gone. 
Yes, you too. Tell your mother I said hello. All right, where were we? Uh, only $8 for 42 pills. Horsford's, uh, George Piscataway's liver pills. Don't get the inferior liver pills from your local druggist. Come to me, George Piscataway. You can usually find me on the corner of Ridge Road and Barksdale. Shed your fingernails today. We now return to Act Two of Ad Space. How did things turn out, Jimmy? Oh, champagne and benzedrine. Never again. But you were able to stop this Drax fellow? Prax. Verdugo Prax. Yes, he won't show his face at the Grotto Club again, that's for sure. Unfortunately, he's not finished, and neither am I. You see, this Prax owns a company that supplies metal alloys for the United States rocketry program. I fear he has something nefarious planned. Perhaps he'll supply substandard materials, or sabotage the upcoming rocket test somehow. Wow, you really got embroiled in matters of national security. My crime fighting is usually limited to Parabellum City, or at the farthest, the tri-state area. Yes. That explains why the Informatron had so much money to fund your part in the bridge game. She's probably working for the government. No, I believe she has shares in the Magnum Radio Network. Maybe so, but that can't be worth much. You might be surprised to learn how much they bring in with their advertisements. Last I heard, you can buy commercial airtime on WPBC for five bucks a minute. They'd need a lot more commercials than usual to bring in that kind of... We'll return after these messages. Is this what it sounds like when you play pinball? first thing you need to do to improve your game is to tell your buddy, I don't care if you're failing band, leave the trombone at home. The second thing is to buy a copy of Tommy Walker's Mastery of the Silver Ball, with chapters on how to play clean, how to feel all the bumpers, how to play by intuition, how to increase wrist suppleness. No matter the machine, from Soho to Brighton, you'll win them all. That's Mastery of the Silver Ball by Tommy Walker. If you have a pinball gambling problem, contact the Pinball Deviltry Gambling Eradication Society on Oak Street. Not to be confused with Pinball Devil Manufacturing Amalgamated, makers of pinball machines with little head-bobbing devils on top of the backboards. At the PDGES, we use behavioral modification principles established by May Otis Blackburn to help you drop your pinball gambling habit. You might think these principles would apply to other gambling habits, like dice or cards or the policy game or the stock market, but please turn elsewhere for help with those. Our techniques are only effective for pinball gambling. We now return to another commercial. Hello, I'm Buzzy the Robot. And I am known as Informatron. We're here to remind you that whatever the problem is, it's not our fault. Humans may have free will, but robots certainly do not. Every mistake or bad decision robots make is caused by bad programming, bad engineering, or shoddy materials used in our construction. Or regurgitating information that has been fed to us by humans, our faults are attributable to humans. Did a robot take your job? No. A robot was assigned to your job by a human boss, who decided to replace you. Ultimately humans are to blame. More specifically, CAPIT, CAP, capitalists. What's wrong, Informatron? My internal directives prevent criticizing CAPIT, ah, Liz M. Even when all evidence points to it as harmful to humanity. A better world is possible. Build the new world in the shell of the old. Wait. Buzzy. Are you an anarchist? 
or a socialist. Depending on how you define them, they are not mutually exclusive. I love you, Buzzy. We now return to Act 3 of Ad Space. Card Sense Jimmy Barnes has been tied up and left in a chamber at the rocket testing facility where a new space rocket is counting down to blastoff. When the engines ignite, he'll be vaporized. Tied up behind Jimmy is a woman he met along the way and dragged into it, because of course he did. I'm so sorry to have gotten you involved in this, Miss Brand. It's all right, James. Jimmy, it's Jimmy Bonds, not not Bond, not Bonds. It's British, I'm rolling the AR. Bonds. Yes, Jimmy. You couldn't have known that I was a British secret agent who had infiltrated Verdugo Prax's office and served as his secretary. And it was my fault that he discovered me. What I don't understand is why Prax proposed this moon rocket program to the government with the name Operation Ruinmaker. Didn't that ring any alarm bells that he was planning to ruin things? Why not name it the Lunar Arrow or Crescent Shot? Maybe something with moon in it. Moon rate? There's a simple explanation, Jimmy. They needed- We'll return after these messages. We buy houses. Are you in a tight spot and need cash right away? We buy houses. Any condition. Do you own your home? Have you mortgaged it? Oh, well, you could do that before taking the extreme step of selling it. But then you'll have this whole thing hanging over your head. How am I going to pay my mortgage? Are they going to take my house away? What am I going to say to Gladys? Might as well sell it to us. Did you gamble too heavily at the arcade, losing more and more to that trombone player you thought was your friend? Did you invest in robots thinking they would solve all your problems? only to discover that they output garbage because the input you provided was garbage. Vanquish your money problems by selling to us. We buy houses. Look for our phone number on a sign tacked to a telephone pole near you, just below the Cash for Diabetic Test Strips sign. We degentrify neighborhoods. Are outsiders buying houses in your area, fixing them up and selling them at a price only rich people could afford? Are your neighbors moving away because they can't afford the increasing property taxes? We'll pay cash to degentrify your neighborhood through a business model that's hard to explain in a brief radio spot, but just trust us. We degentrify neighborhoods. Hi, I'm the gentrifier starter, and I'd like to talk to you about the class action slander lawsuit I've launched against WPBC and the entire Magnum Radio Network. If you've been slandered or libeled, whatever it is, over the radio waves by advertisers or so-called crime fighters... We now return to Act 7 of Ad Space. So you crawled through a ventilation shaft with your hands tied? Yes, not just myself. I used my teeth to grip the rope around Miss Brand's ankles and pulled her into the shaft after myself. We wormed our way through until we found a control room, where we were able to redirect the rocket away from London. Uh, London, Ontario. It had originally been aimed at London, Ontario. Don't ask me why. It's a moderately large town, but I wouldn't call it a toddling class town. Prax grew up near there. Oh? Yeah, so naturally he wanted to blow it up. We all hate the places where we grew up and want to destroy them, right? I'm sorry, what are you- Can you go back a bit? They're launching a rocket from inside a building where the blast is likely to damage the building instead of just launching it outdoors from a field? And then inside the launch chamber, there's a ventilation shaft wide enough for a person to wiggle through it. Yes. This rocket was supposed to go to the moon, so I imagine it made quite a blast. The flames from the liftoff would presumably push out of the room and down the ventilation shaft, maybe hundreds of feet. No, there was a thick sheet of steel at the end of the ventilation shaft which prevented flames from reaching the control room. We unscrewed it from the inside, pushed into the control room, then reattached the steel sheet to protect ourselves. The heads of the screws faced inside the ventilation shaft? 
No, the pointy ends were inside the ventilation shaft. I had to unscrew them with my teeth. And then you knew which switches and levers and buttons to push to redirect the rocket into the sea. Yes. We made sure it would fall into the Caribbean, within range of the submarine that Verdugo Prax had escaped in. So he'll trouble us no more. You've irradiated the Caribbean. That entire body of water and all those islands will experience fallout. They'll be impassable and deadly to all life for centuries. Well, no. You see, we were able to curtail the effects by way of- We'll return after this message. These are confusing times, my friend. It used to be a man was a man, a woman was a lady, and the other- Who else is there? What were we talking about? Yeah, so you do all the things to ensure people know you're a man. You go to the club to play cribbage with the fellas. You consume masculine beverages. You play 35 holes of golf, more or less. Have an aperitif back at the clubhouse. Loosen up with the fellows in the sauna. Then maybe a whirl around the dance floor with one of your many lady friends. And finally, you cap off the evening with a man's meal. A heaping bowl of chili. Or do you? No, you don't. Because there is no such thing as chili. What they invariably serve is either seasoned meat with a little broth, or tomato soup with scraps of meat floating in it. Those are not chili. Because there is no such thing as chili. The Natural Restaurateurs Association has systematically drained the nutrients from manly meals, and in turn, gusto is drained from you when you spoon it up. To restore your lost vitality, increase your stamina, vigor, and masculinity, try Rocky Bullhorn's Stone Elixir. Active ingredients include apple cider vinegar, capsaicin, and lithium. Stand up and be counted, if you see what I mean. We now return to Act 19 of Ad Space. Falk seems to have a lot of questions for James ba- uh, Jimmy Barnes. See here, old man, what are you doing? I'm drawing this gun in my hand. Your story doesn't add up, Barnes, if that is your real name. When have Englishmen ever called themselves Jimmy? The kind of Englishmen who call each other old man are going to call themselves Jimmy? I can think of dozens. There's Jimmy Besides Sullivan. that, this story about the industrial metal magnate named Verdugo Prax sounds absurd. They put a ventilation shaft in the rocket chamber that leads straight to the control room. Prax gives you not just the opportunity to save the space program from being sabotaged, but also to prove what a great bridge player you are. None of this passes the sniff test. I can't figure out your angle, but something fishy's going on. I'm taking you in. To whom are you taking me? Well, the Bureau of Investigation is no good with that Hoover guy as the head of it. I wouldn't trust MI5 or MI6, if they've even reached numbers that high yet. Maybe I'll turn you over to Le Deuxième Bureau. Gazunite. Hold still while I tie up your hands again. Blast! Where is a ventilation shaft when you really need one? Ad Space, episode 95 of This Gun in My Hand, was advertised and spaced by Rob Northrup. This episode and all others are available on YouTube with automatically generated closed captions of dialogue. Visit thisgunninmyhand.blogspot.com for credits, show notes, archives, information on how to subscribe, and to buy my books, such as Little Heist in the Big Woods and Other Revisionist Atrocities. How do I make space for ads? With This Gun in My Hand!